0: One of the foundations, or the foundation of the spiritual path, is to pay attention. And that's, of course, the foundation of all meditation. Are we paying attention to our life? Are we present for our life? So let's, um, let's start off with the essential meditation, <clears throat> something everybody can do equally well, whether you walk in here for the first time or you've been doing this for 40 years. Um, and the place that we start is, feel your left hand. You don't have to move it any plus special way. Just feel your left hand. I'd like you to, as you feel your left hand, to notice the left hand, how it, it's temperature, it's tingling, it's weight. Now, stay with that. Keep feeling the left hand. Keep feeling the left hand. Keep feeling the left hand. What is your experience with that? Just this little chunk. Everybody here had an experience. What's your experience? I know it was very hard, but nonetheless. All right, tingling was an experience. What happened? Warm. Warm. Okay. One one big chunk of warmth, or was it different? So your palm is different temperature than in your fingers. The tingling? Where was the tingling, Julie? Uh, it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. Okay. Close and heavy. Weight, so heaviness, is a direct sensation. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So as time went on, you began thinking about your hand, not feeling the hand. So when we are uh, we having, when we are busy analyzing something, we're saying, "Okay, what's it doing down there? Is it purple? Is it white? Is it green?" What when we're doing doing that, we're not actually in the experience, right? And when we're saying, "Am I doing it well? Am I not doing it well?" We're busy. The rational mind is busy evaluating. So part of this particular exercise, absolutely simple, something everybody can do, is: Can we step outside the rational mind. The rational mind is that voice in there that's always saying, oh, that's good, oh, that's not so good, oh, I should do this, maybe I'll do that. Maybe if I do it this way, it'll be faster more efficient. And If I do it that way, everybody will like me more. That's the, ra- that's the rational mind, just the thinking, 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 thinking mind. So when we are feeling even something as simple as our hand, the question right now for the foundation of meditation is, can we feel it without bouncing to our old habitual habit of the rational mind, which is judging, evaluating. So instead, able to hold the attention right there. So let's try that again. Feel both your hands at the same time. A little more challenging. Everybody can feel their own hands. Nobody else in the world can, from the inside. Stay with the direct experience of feeling your hands, however that means. Weight, temperature, etc. And stay stay feeling it. 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 What happens when you try to hold your attention on something as simple as your hands? What 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 goes on in your mind? What's the experience like? Just noticing the different sensations. Okay. And you're you're able to rest your attention in the hand, the experience of the hand. Great? Great? That's a, great, that's a great insight because we, we start off doing something very simple and there's this old habit of I want to I I think, I want to evaluate, and it's almost like a pressure, exactly, like you described it. This is not a hard question. Okay. So we're sitting there with our hands, just trying to feel the hands, and before we know it, we say, what am I going to say when Hogan asks me a question about this? You know, How am I going to answer that? Then before we know it, we're beginning to, to get a narrative so we can have a good question, so we'll look really good, so we'll be wise and insightful person, and then everybody will love us and we'll get rich and famous and do <laughs> seminars and workshops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm, Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Great. And that's the way to do that. They're just different. Not better, not worse, just different. If you're trying to have a hold of something, that difference makes, makes a difference. But if you're, if you're just sitting there holding and trying to feel your hands, it doesn't make it, that, you know. One feels more dead, one feels more alive, just the way they are. So I'm trying to suggest that this, if we do this simple, simple, simple thing, holding our attention on our hands and watching what happens to our mind. Watching what happens to our attention, and you know, what mostly happens, and I'm sure happened in this room, is those pressure of thoughts burst on the scene. Before we know it, we are bored. Like, what is the point of doing this? Don't I don't I'd go and... or we are. Critical? Oh, my hands are so cold. Oh, my hands are so ugly. Oh, my hands are so their The tips are purple. How did they get purple? No. Or, we just get bored with it and start thinking about, well, okay, after this is over, I'm going to go out and you know, drink three cappuccinos and dance all night. You know. <laughs> that the mind is unable to hold itself on a simple task, And the longer we try to do that simple task, the more challenging it becomes. Now, this simple task is the foundation for all meditation. So when we say pay attention to breath, or we pay attention to sound, whatever it happens to be, the ability to rest the awareness on where we want it to go, I want to rest my awareness on shonen back there, the ability to actually rest your awareness on what you wanted to and have it actually stay there and be able to to uh, you know, absorb and appreciate the object of your awareness is the foundation for all the rest of practice and I know from, you know knowing, knowing some of you reasonably well some of you do that with gardening and some of you do that with art some of you do that with <clears throat> you know different kinds of work that you're involved with, sports. So what we're doing when we come here to practice is first we are trying to pay attention to our own life. I think I've talked here not too long ago about the difference between the the experiential life and the narrative life. The narrative life is the stories that we tell about our life. Gee, I was at the Dharma Center the other night and you know it was really cold and there was, you know, Hogan went on and on and on and on and on and boring. That's a story. The experience, the experience always disappears. So when we're trying to pay attention to the experience, it is it's like flowing water, flashing, it just disappears. and appears, appears, disappears, appears, disappears, appears, disappears. So our task is like looking at a river, when the river of water is just coming, swooshing down, and we're holding our attention right here on one thing we want to hold it on, and we watch this ting the change. It might be tingling, it might be weight, it might be lots of different kind of changes, the movement of the body as it breathes, etc. Without this particular tool, your meditation is just nothing but frustration. And you know, you might come in here and have a nice little snooze, but it does not open the door to to bliss, to oneness, to flow. It does not open the door to wisdom, it does not open the door to inclusive awareness. So, let's do it again. Feel both of your hands simultaneously. Now, this time, I'd like you to really feel all of your hands. That is, feel all ten digits and two palms. You can include your fingernails. Hold your awareness in the direct experience That means you are feeling throbbing, tingling, weight, temperature. Could be feeling pressure. you be feeling shooting. you be feeling sensation of relaxation. These are all direct words that du- apply direct sensation. So hold yourself, hold your attention in the direct sensation. 10 digits, fingernails, palms of both hands simultaneously. Now, if you're doing this and you start feeling restless, there's a split. I'm not feeling my hands, I'm now feeling something else, and I don't really quite like it. I'd like to. If we're doing this and we start thinking about future or past, we're not we're not really feeling the hands. What's the experience like of trying to be aware of all ten digits? Two palms, two backs of the hands, and at least nine fingernails all at once. Too much. What's the experience? Too much is an evaluation of something. That's an evaluation. What's the experience? What's the experience of being overwhelmed? Hmm? Pressure? Pressure. Uh-huh, okay, so you're feeling pressure with the two hands. Okay. What's the experience of feeling overwhelmed? That's the thing I'm asking. About. Constant unending flow. Okay. <clears throat> so if we're able to hold our attention on constant unending flow, that's a direct experience, an evaluation of an experience. But what is the flow that you're feeling? Mm-hmm. Okay, being aware of something not being there is a direct experience. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Back to Soji. Soji here. hard to hold them both simultaneously the tension goes left hand right hand left hand right hand yeah Here is the point: If we are trying to feel the fingers of one one, trying to feel one finger, it's it has a discrete discrete isness about it. You know, there's one finger. We're trying to feel ten digits all at once. The mind can't hold ten digits all at once. It can't feel ten fingers all at once. All of you have seen. You know, we can we can maybe count by a glance we can count 3 to 7 see 3 to 7 pebbles but we can't count just by seeing most of us can't 10 it, you can't hold the the both awareness of both hands in the same way you can you can hold awareness of both hands you can hold awareness of all 10 digits but you can't hold it in awareness in the same way you would if you're trying to hold on to attention to something that's very small and discreet. So when you're holding your attention, say on the hands, there has to be a diffuse awareness. It's not a tight awareness. It has to be a diffuse awareness that's held over this area we call hands. And in that diffuse awareness there are sensations. The way the mind works is we only notice change. We only notice change. Either our mind flickering is change or sensation changing. So I think it's a different... People get confused thinking that concentration is I've got to feel all ten digits in the both palms in a certain way. Especially when we get into larger... Filling the whole body, filling the whole room, filling the whole universe. It's a different way of holding. So, right now, with both hands, relax, expand your awareness. Have a vague sense of the presence of the hands and the digits. It's a fuzzy awareness. It's a soft awareness. It's an inclusive awareness. Everybody got that? got that. Got that idea. You people got that. People? That clear? That clear? Okay. Good. Now, next place is we are aware of the hands. Where? In the hands. Okay. So the next aspect of this is we're holding our awareness in the hands. It is a a vague presence, but it's not from up here. We are not in our head trying to feel our hands down there. Where do you feel your hands? We feel our hands in our hands. So when we're talking about concentration, normally we often think, okay, I'm up here in my head and I'm going to concentrate down there, look at it really hard doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so we end up very frustrated, because we're, we're, we're approaching it incorrectly. So we feel the hands, and our goal is, I want to feel the hands in the, hand, in, in the hands. And anything that's not the sensation of hands in hands means I've gotten a little distracted. The muscle of my awareness has now flipped off into evaluation, into trying, into looking good, into something. So now, the same thing. Sit there, feel both your hands, both ten digits, both palms, the back of your hands. Feel them all with a, with a soft, inclusive awareness. Where you're clearly aware of having hands and clearly aware that there are fingers there, but you don't actually, you're not going through and counting them. And then notice if you're aware of your hands in your hands, or if there's some part of you that's back behind your eyes or wherever you think it is that's commenting and trying. We do not have to try to feel our own hands. We simply. Say, feel hands, and there they are. So now, with those instructions, take this the next step. OK, now back to experience. Please come on in. Back to experience. I need to get a sense of what people, you know, what's happening, so we can take this to the next level. Well, I know most of you. So, Tara, what's going on? What's your experience of this practice that we're talking about? There they are. Yeah, you're able to hold that that awareness, that inclusive awareness, consistently. Good. Okay. You're able to hold that consistent awareness. You don't have to. Uh huh. Okay. What happened? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a classic thing. Is we're trying here with we're we're saying, okay, I'm gonna hold my attention on whatever the object of meditation is, and we hear some footsteps, or we hear the kids playing outside, or we hear a buzz from the microphone, or our stomach gurgles, or our foot cramps, or you know, we have a random thought that comes through our mind, and sort of before we know it, we have grabbed hold of it, and we've forgotten our hands. Everybody, if this is familiar territory, everybody knows this, everybody's had experience with this, you have it, you will. <laughs> So, the first challenge is, first off, learning what we mean when we say, concentrate. I slid over you, Tara, so you still, I'll get back to you in a minute. Here. Learning what, what we mean when we say, concentrate. Learning this kind of inclusive awareness, instead of the really focused kind of pinpoint awareness that we think of, sometimes in our mind, sometimes. Being able to hold it consistently, And being aware that when we don't have any muscle, when our basic, our our attention apparatus is weak, that mice will distract it to no end, or fidgeting, or boredom, or gurgling, or whatever. So, the next stage is we learn to hold our awareness, how we want to hold it, and then we learn to exercise the muscle of attention without exercising that muscle of attention. Some of us have well developed muscles of attention. Some people's muscles are pretty flaccid. If your muscles of attention are flaccid, then you just you know you're just wandering all over the place. And we often see that, you know, people they can't they can't really hold their awareness of what they want to hold it on. Okay. So what we often do during session is we do little meditation sprints. So just just like, you know, we might have used to have done, you know, 60 years ago or 50 years ago or 55 years ago when we were in school, we do little sprints. So you do, okay, I'm going to do a sprint of intense focused concentration for these little brief periods of time like I just did and it, it builds a certain muscle. And then you can just sort of let your mind relax a little bit, and then you do it again. So you can, you can build your attention up by these sprints. Now, it's amazing, um, if there's something that we desire, our attention gets very sharp. If there's something we're afraid of, our attention can get very sharp. So partly, there's something, some, one element of this is our motivation. Why in the world are we doing this? You don't have, if you don't really have a sense of why am I trying to concentrate, why am I trying to meditate, mind just wanders off because it has no real ballast. It has no rudder. It has no intention. So before we do the next one, I, I would encourage you all to reflect for just a moment. Why do you or might you want to practice? Why might you want to meditate? Why might you want to follow the spiritual path? What might you want to get from even one period here this evening? And to hold that in your heart. And that's a whole other talk, you know. But when some, often during Shoshin, will say, you know, bring your intention. What, what is this intention? Why are you here? You don't know why you're here. It might be entertaining. Well, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling a little anxious. It might help me calm down. That's fine if your intention is to be calm. But you take your intention and then you say, okay, now I've roused my intention. I've made my intention aware of. I'm tired of suffering. I do not want to suffer so much. Okay? Now, right now, right here, put put your attention in both of your hands. Feel the sensations of both of your hands. You have it to be an inclusive awareness. Hold it very carefully in your attention because if you can do this, it will reduce anxiety, it will give you a sense of more life, it will enable you to be present for your life, and so on and so forth. So right now, I'll be quiet, pay attention. So in this little brief progression we're doing here, what is your current experience with this? Steph, how about you? Oh, it's a good observation, because it, we think they're the same hands, but actually the experience of it shifts. It's a nice observation. Mm-hmm. You are your own spiritual baby, Sajin. Interesting. From all this attention, it's wearing them out. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, what's your experience? That's actually a very common phenomenon, that they feel sort of lumpish. But when we really put our attention in, they actually begin feeling more and more alive. And it's attention is what gives life. No attention, no life. You want to bring something alive, you give it attention. nice insight. Any other thing else? You able to hold both your hands awareness. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Put your hand. Can you count your digits? All the digits are there. The only way I know they're there is because. So, you know that in your in your case, one of the things you might do as you do these preliminary meditations is you just go through and you count each digit to make sure you're really feeling the digits, you know? There are lots of ways of counting. But the, the, without the, the awareness of the sensation in the hands, you can't, do, you can't really meditate, because the mind is always so busy. So, anything you can do to really help you feel the sensation, it's the sensation that anchors us. Anybody else? I'm going to assume you're all just doing this perfectly. So we hold our attention in both of our hands. Our, our, we are in our hands. That's where we feel our hands, is in our hands. We don't feel them in our head. We feel them with this big, uh, larger kind of awareness, a little fuzzy. We exercise the muscle of intention to hold the, in- the awareness on the hands for, for a long period of time, breath after breath. Now, the next thing we do is we include the breath. So, you're still holding the attention in the hands, still feeling all the digits, still feeling the palms, still feeling the the heat or weight or tingling or numbness or whatever you regard as direct sensation. And while you're doing that, you are aware simultaneously of the body moving as it breathes. And it's probably easiest if you use your chest. So, rest your awareness in both hands, the way we've been talking about. Hold the awareness in those hands. While you have that awareness in those hands, be aware, without losing track of the hands, of the chest moving as it breathes. Words. Hmm. Mm, nice. Uh-huh, so the bottom-up processing. You see? Your hands are breathing. The way it goes. The whole body breathes. The whole body breathes. And you can see it directly just like this. Those kind of sensations will happen, you know, because our our normal way of viewing, we have a normal way of viewing things. Okay, this is my normal hand, and it's a picture in our mind. And when that picture begins to loosen, you can get this, you know, senses of large and small and floating, all sorts of things happen. Simply because the picture we're holding in our mind has just gotten looser. And it's gotten looser because we're now feeling the hands directly instead of thinking about it mm-hmm. nice uh hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nice One more left. One more step here. <clears throat> so I'm just giving you a way of beginning to approach meditation that is really based upon direct, intimate experience. Okay. Here's the last step we're going to do tonight. It goes on, on and on and on. Last step we're going to do tonight okay, is <clears throat> it's possible to stop thinking. Okay. So everybody here, for just a second. Take a deep breath and stop thinking. I forgot to tell you, when you take a deep breath and hold it. Because it's it's easier. Somehow, when you hold it, the, the mind stops for just a minute. So try that. Try a little spurts of can I stop the incessant stream of thought even for. Half a breath, even for a quarter of a breath. Can I interrupt the incessant stream of "I am" and "I think this" and this "Is where I'm going to go"? And see if you can take a deep breath, let it out slowly, or do whatever you do. But see how long you can actually interrupt the flow of thinking. It's not, it's not a given. We can actually stop it. So, there are two ways I've, I've learned to do it at first. One was to hold the breath for a second, and <clears throat> the other is to exhale all the way to the bottom and then let the breath stop. So, you exhale, you take a deep breath, exhale all the way to the bottom. Put all that together, feel both hands, feel them in the hands, feel the direct sensation of the hands, have a vague awareness, describe it in different ways, a luminous awareness, a soft awareness, a globular awareness, complete awareness. Feel that, those hands, as the chest moves while it breathes. And then, for brief periods, stop thinking and just feel. It's long enough experiences we're able to stop the mind from thinking interrupt the flow of thoughts a little bit well hmm you know uh, it's pretty it's pretty quiet Well, that's another, that's another level of thinking. You know, there, there are different levels of thought. There's, there's fixed views. There's a there's the holding of ideation. Different levels of thought that gets down there. Right now, just to stop the words or stop the music, just to have a gap between the words and the music is one level we're working at. To really stop the whole fixed idea of self and other, that's a, that's a very different level of stopping the mind. But just to, people, just to get an, inter, just to feel an interruption between the, the stream of thought, the stream of music. Amazing, amazing insight sometimes. It's like the clouds part for just a second, and you see, oh, there's actually something down in there, or up there. So resting in the subtle motion, and it's not so subtle if you include your chest, because that's, that's a little more vigorous, so that, that gives you something a little stronger to anchor in. Mm-hmm. 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 Buddha, in his, in his official story in the Pali Canon, about his awakening, he went through a long period of trying to force his mind to stop thinking, and he would hold his breath, and he would do all sorts of things. It does not work. It, it, you can interrupt it for a minute. And when you interrupt it, it gives you an opportunity to see something. It's not an ultimate solution. So there are a lot of techniques like that one that can break the steady stream of thinking and music that some people have in their mind and begin to see, oh, maybe I'm not those thoughts. Maybe those thoughts are somehow passing through me, and they're not me. Crazy as they may be, they're not me. That's a very interesting insight to some people. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if it's just sound, if it's just creaking, and we're not busy analyzing is the house ready to fall down? It's just a sound, and that's just a sound. Okay. I think I've beaten this horse enough for tonight. All right. So my goal tonight was to give everybody a, a clear sequential series of steps that you can use to lay a really solid foundation for meditation. When the mind becomes clear, when we're able to anchor ourselves, we can then look into things, our mind becomes calmer, anxiety decreases, our mind clears up, and if the mind is still and present, we can actually even look at consciousness itself, look at awareness itself. So, I hope you will take some of these, this, the way you've been doing this, and um, practice it. See what you can learn about, about how to work with your own mind, how you can develop your own muscle, how you can interrupt the, the incessant stream of judgment and music and storytelling that our minds are full of.